0: Okay, the recording is started. Okay, I'll start over real quick. It's
1: 8.05 p.m. on January the 22nd, 2020. My special guests tonight are Mr. Ray, the attorney, and Dr. Robert Duncan, a world-renowned scientist, and uh, just a ton of things I won't get into right at this moment until I introduce him. At any rate, Thank everybody for coming. Thank everybody for their help. Uh, I'd like to thank the president of PAX International, Mr. Derek Robinson, for helping with the board and helping me to put this together. Thank the attorney for coming and the doctor for coming so that we can all become more knowledgeable and be able to help each other. I'm gonna offer a prayer and then I'll start with my first guest. Lord God, Jesus, we thank you for today. We ask forgiveness of our sins, that there be nothing between us and you. Ask you to let us be like-minded in one accord. Help us, ace us, strengthen us to do that which is right and just. See after the sick, the lost, and the needy. And only you can help us in this time of need. But I know we need to help ourselves as much as we can. We give you praise, honor, and glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, if you will let... Uh, Mr. Derrick, if you'll let Mr. Ray on, I'll start with him. Okay, he's unmuted. Hey, Mr. Ray. Ray, are you there?
0: Okay, hold on one second. I okay, second. okay uh, there he uh,
1: is. Steve Jones, Ray Schumann here. Yes, sir. I... Uh, First want to thank you for coming on. I've heard a lot about you. I know you've been snowed under, and I wasn't able able to get a consultation with you prior to the show, so I'm as blind as a bat. If you tell us who you are, how to contact you, and what your angle is, and if you wouldn't mind staying on at least for a little while while Dr. Robert Duncan is on, uh, so that you can hear some of the aspects of what's going on from the doctor itself. It has firsthand knowledge, which would just be phenomenal. Go ahead. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad to do it. Thank you for having me on. Um, well, it snowed under is a bit of an understatement. I was warned of the amount, the number of people, the amount of distress existing. But I have to say that it's quite one thing to be warned and it's quite another to see it and to hear it. Um, It's been an amazing several weeks, calls from all over the country, emails, writings, very complex. But here's what I'm doing. Uh, Basically, this organization is meant to, and it's called The Legal Co-op. You can look at the website for it. It's called The Legal Co-op, no dashes or spaces at basically uh, thelegalcoop.wordpress.com. dot dot That's the blog. Um, that's what we have right now to start the process of delivering information. Um, there is a GoFundMe campaign at gofundme.com slash the legal co-op. And that's no spaces or dashes. T-H-E-L-E-G-A-L-C-O-O-P. You can get a hold of me through that. And the basic premise is there is a national crisis. There are uh, probably millions of people being stalked and harassed in this country right now. Um, suicide rate for uh, teenagers between the ages of 10 and 14 is up uh, over 250% what it was in 2007. And that's oh a startling It's absolutely, it's a a horrifying development. And I believe that when you look at the numbers, you come to realize that they're getting hit the hardest because they're the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So this harassment, yes, absolutely. It's hitting kids. It's hitting adults in our communities, retired folks. And I believe it's part of a sort of phenomenon. It's basically a national crisis. So the organization is meant to support people to unite them, to provide them legal support and knowledge, give them courage to step up in these difficult times. And we've got several matters ongoing right now. And these are situations where you would think, well, you know, any good police officer, any good judge would see that this person's being persecuted, they're being harassed. But something very unusual is happening in that vast amounts of resources and personnel are being put into the basically everyday normal people. And they're being basically entrapped. Um, they're being put into mental evaluations on false pretenses. Uh, they're being basically provoked into fights. And I don't know if it's the sort of almost like a sport for some people. Um, but it's gaining national crisis levels. Those those statistics that I quoted are right up there on the GoFundMe page with some supporting material. I've also noticed some level of high-tech harassment coming into play, and I'm glad you have Dr. Duncan on board tonight because this is an issue that, frankly, the law is always 20 or 30 years behind established science, and so even further behind when it comes to uh, say classified or quasi secret technology, but I'm noticing, yes, indeed. And so we're dealing with the law protects against bullets and, you know, fists and knives, uh, but it doesn't protect against microwave assaults because most police are completely uninformed. They have no protocol for documenting the injuries that result. And only recently are people starting to basically get information as a result of the Havana and Guangzhou attacks in China that these devices can maim, they can brutalize people just as well as any fist or club can. And so that aspect of it also has a, a sort of strange uh, ring to it, which I'm no scientist and I can't wait to hear Dr. Duncan's opinion on this. But people yes. are complaining of voice to skull. They're complaining of advanced technologies being used to basically harass, stalk, and undo people. So that is what I'm doing right now is forming that co-op. We've got the funding met. We're in the second stage now. We have cases ongoing, like the one I mentioned earlier, basically this woman uh, being uh, entrapped into violating a restraining order. And all the cops and all the police seem to be completely turned against her. And I finally went in with her, started looking at the case, and it turns out that everything she says is true. In other words, she was entrapped into this, and the guy who did it to her has a pattern of doing it before. So he did the same exact thing to the same exact prior landlord that where she sits, and the, the prior landlord in her house. So this guy is a serial stalker. He basically provokes people into fights or screaming, dumping toxic waste into their property, videotapes the outburst, and then gets a restraining order. And I now have evidence that he is a serial perpetrator. Um, Members of the community apparently are in on it with him, and she is now fighting this thing uh, with a leg up. And a much more positive outlook than she had, say, probably mid-December when I first heard about it. When I first heard about it, she was probably going ahead for the worst penalty in that case because she had nothing except for her conviction. Hey, I'm being right. I'm being harassed by these numbers of people. What can I do? The judge is turning away from me. The lawyer's turning away from me. Nobody's helping me. So we've managed to turn well, it around and find evidence. So that's what we're doing for these folks.
1: Well, it. <clears throat> It seems to me, and of course, I'm looking at it from a from a cop's angle. Um, although I knew that these weapons and this technology existed for years and years and years and years, it was for overseas military theaters of operation is what it was designed for, uh, or at least that's what my belief and understanding was, and so I didn't know all these things and to the extent but I knew some things and I'd actually seen some things firsthand. Um but to my knowledge, it had never been used against a an American citizen, especially an American soul in any say, form or fashion. But I did know, of course, the CIA did a lot of uh hokey pokey stuff with people in the nineteen sixties and you know I didn't know that it actually started in 53 and uh, i become aware of the church senate report. And uh, I, I happened to be going through it for other reasons and I remembered that and I went back through it recently and I started telling people, to go look at it. Now, uh, prior to the last year or so, if I hadn't got a call and I went to somebody's house And uh, based on my training and actual experience, if somebody said, hey, I want to report my injury, I was assaulted. Well, who assaulted you? I don't know their name. Okay, what do they look like? Well, I couldn't see them. Then I would say, well, how am I going to go arrest this man woman, or people that's doing this? How are they doing this? They're hitting me with microwave technology. You know, the very first thing that probably would have naturally come to my mind is they got a microwave that's opening with a door or something. I'm just trying to extrapolate my mind. What could they mean? But just say if if I got called back and because I'm retired, I'm subject to recall. Say if, if the head of agency called me tonight and said, hey, you're back on. We need you. We're working on some cases. And I show back up and I get a call and somebody's actually a target, uh, a TI, and I go there, I know what they're telling me. I understand exactly what they're telling me. And there are statutes on assault and battery, but it says things like the unwanted touching. Well, I don't know how, how exactly, because you know that's with like a human hand or an extension of your hand being a baseball bat, a rock. So I'm wondering if you can extrapolate that a, a laser gun, a microwave uh, send, send, uh, sender device that sends something out would become an extension like a baseball bat and it would still be under assault or battery. And in this case, it could be aggravated assault because it could leave uh, permanent scarring or things like that. What's your thoughts?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I am completely in agreement with you that we are looking at a phenomena that was used originally, it seems, abroad. And these were skulking, you know, kind of just kind of spies were fighting and they had covert technology. And maybe that was okay for that, but it seems to have percolated. And uh, for example, implant technologies now are hand-me-down toys uh, in the hands of criminals. California passed a law in 2007 forbidding people from uh, non consensually implanting others, $10,000 a day fine for that because these things are happening. Michigan passed a law forbidding the use of energy devices directed, any energy devices. The problem lies in the training and the awareness. Um, The industry that developed these devices is sort of invested in keeping it under wraps, it's super powerful. Uh, means of dominating others so it's kind of like you go to a a casino and try to play poker except your cards are made out of glass you can everybody can see your hand all the time and so basically people have a leg up on you no matter what you're doing in business uh, in court uh, with some of these technologies that are coming up so that this real pressure is just like it was during mk ultra and taking those technologies private and coming up and using those things to gain advantage against others. So the loss is that the average citizen has zero clue of what's out there. And most people, when they're first hit by these devices, are completely bewildered. Um, they are injured. These are permanent injuries. These are deadly devices. Don't it's, yes. it's really misnomer, right? They say it's non-lethal, but if you turn that dial up, it could easily kill people. So... Um, yes. Yeah. I I believe that the problem lies not in our knowledge here, but in the awareness of legislators and the awareness of district attorneys to pass a protocol for investigating energy displacements that create injury. Now, we have the Havana reports, uh, the clinics have been coming up with evidence of basically the brain uh, exhibiting linear patterns of damage, just as if you had fired a bullet into somebody, except there is no exit or entry wound. It's just a linear pattern of damage, causing all kinds of traumatic brain injuries. And those are energy displacements. You know, one more little detail I can share with you. Uh, yeah. and this is coming from the 5G community, the people who are fighting um, the sort of um, kind of haphazard deployment of that technology. Firefighters in California had some of these towers, cell towers, put into their stations by the commercial enterprises. The firefighters started exhibiting brain damage symptoms. They couldn't remember where they were. They were getting lost on their way to their calls in neighborhoods where they grew up in. They could stay asleep during an entire alarm. They were completely out of it. Finally, the Union for Firefighters said, you got to pull these things out of these stations. We cannot have this kind of microwave technology here. And that ended up in the legislature in California. And twice they have been uh, exempted by law from having those microwave towers because of the damage and the tremendous danger these things pose. The question that we need to ask is, what about the rest of us? We are facing those technologies not just from the towers, but from hobbyists and criminals who have their hands on this stuff. And we are basically, uh, basically, uh, you know, just open games, open targets, and that has to stop. So I welcome your thoughts on um, what we can do to basically train law enforcement on these devices and the harm they bring and the science that we need, that, you know, with Dr. Duncan here. I hope we'll get some information on that as well. Yes,
1: I, I would like to... <coughs> This is my fault, okay? I've got 40-plus years on the road. I know how to investigate. I'm good at that. I can track down things that nobody else can track because I've dealt with some very old Western trainers, for lack of a better word, that whether it's a footprint, um, a horse hoof, tire tracks, uh somebody left in an aircraft uh financial records transactions i can track people down i can gain evidence um if say dr duncan or somebody which he's the only guy i know in his arena uh but if if he if he theoretically said yes what he what he is claiming, yes, this technology does this. If he said, yes, it's by professional opinion, this was used in this case, then you're the bar card attorney in good standing that can go into a courtroom and say, based on Chief Young's investigation, the scientist saying it is factually, scientifically correct, and I'm going in here showing you the laws that was violated, Then that is uh, what I call like a little consortium. Um, And and in the meantime, putting together at least a small video or pamphlet that I can help get out to uh, police academies and mandate that, you know, within 180 days, every officer has to be trained on it and sign off on it. So all this deniability
2: or that's hocus-pocus goes away. Yep, you got it. And I'll fight that fight. I'll be in it because that's the kind of thing that we need. Um, We'll need a doctor as well because obviously the courts are just kind of desperately ignorant of this phenomenon. And sometimes uh, you need to come in with a hard push, but that's the fight that needs to be waged and I'm willing to fight it.
1: Yes, sir. Me, me, me too. Um, uh, if Derek is there, I'm, I'm ready to bring in Dr. Duncan now.
0: Okay, I believe he has some unit. Uh, Robert, are you there? Uh, yes, sir. How you doing this evening,
3: sir? I You
0: good.
3: I've been listening to the conversation, and, uh, Yes, you, you guys have nailed the, down a lot of the problems. Um, uh, Derek and I uh, went uh, for a rally in Washington D.C. What year was that, Derek? 2004. Uh, Do you remember? Yeah, it was 2005 when I first met yeah. you. Oh, okay, 2005. And so I went with the uh, former head of the LA FBI. We talked to, like, 23 senators, the Judiciary Committee, the Armed Forces Committee. The uh, the, the one that um, was important to me was the Intelligence Committee. And they made a very clear signal to us that well, they do not want to pursue this. And they played dumb. Uh, they said they'd never even heard of MKUltra. Now remember, this is the oversight committee of what the intelligence agencies do, and that's one of the biggest events in history. In fact, I live in Idaho, where Frank Church, the Church Committee hearings, uh, came from. He's he's one of my heroes and. Uh, we just looked at each other, dumbfounded. How could they lie to our faces like this? Uh, and so, a lot of people are in on it. Um, and to try to get awareness, it, you're right. And I, I immediately, immediately gave up on law enforcement, uh, li- human laws. I just, I'm like, that's not the way we're going to win this. It's actually in the Court of public opinion and awareness, um, sure. and so uh, education and letting people know what's happening. But it's amazing how long this has gone on. I've been fighting this battle for twenty years uh, of trying to educate the population, and if we we are making a dent. And I think Derek can agree that uh, when you mention some of these terms now. And especially to the younger generation, they know uh, mind control is quite real, uh, directed energy weapons, and some of the uh, uh, key terms that are often used. But this, it's so complex because it's a set of tactics that was developed. Uh, as you said early on in the 1950s, used for overseas, and now you know it's now it's worldwide. So we only recognize it as a problem because now it's a domestic problem. Um, but uh, I get calls and contacts from everywhere in the world, and I finally decided, some people do the statistics on it, but I decided to write an application, I should, uh, for the uh, Android phones, should be out in March, uh, free, of course, and it, it will allow people to snap photos or license plates of anyone they think is part of their harassment or stalking, and that gets typed into a facial recognition database and a license plate reading database. And you type your allegation, it's just an allegation, and uh, if you have any other information about them. And then what this does is correlates uh, whether the, the same people are being used for these missions of uh, harassment and intimidation, because often what the Five Eyes, as Snowden released, really, Five Eyes are the main countries that work with the United States. Uh, they, they do a crisscross of intelligence agencies because the CIA is not legally allowed to work within the United States. Um, they have no arresting power, they, they are not supposed to work here. So what we do is we, the CIA, let's say, will spy, intimidate, harass, do their missions in, in England or the UK, and then their forces, MI5, MI6, come to the United States and do the same thing, and then they share their uh, data, and that's how they get around the law. Of not uh, having to um, spy on their own citizens, and there are a whole bunch of other loopholes and trickery. And one of the worst ones that I tried to make the, the senators aware of is the Electronic Eavesdropping Act. Now, that if you read it, it is so outdated. It says basically phone calls that they're talking about, and when the technology has become so advanced. That we can read the body electricity, the magnetic fields that contain the cognitive models, muscle movements, heart rhythms within an individual human body or groups. And that is, uh, well, it's electronics eavesdropping, but they don't know how to classify it, and they haven't updated the laws. And so you can literally read people's thoughts to a certain extent and uh, i remember one of you said that it's like playing poker with uh, glass cards well yes if you know every move your enemy is going to make and let's just assume these targets are the enemy for unknown reasons i i a lot of people think they know why they were targeted but uh you know, I, I've interviewed at least 2,000 targeted intervi- individuals, and none of them are good enough for to be put on uh, a, basically a torture-to-death list. So I think it's more of an experiment <laughs> that's going on, but
1: that's just my personal opinion. Yes, sir. May, may I, some people on here, I'm sure most do, But for anybody that doesn't, can I read a little bit of your biography and make sure it's correct? Sure. Yes, please. Okay. Dr. Robert Duncan holds multiple degrees from Harvard University and Dartmouth College. They're Ivy Leagues, but I've also uh, studied at
3: Stanford, MIT, and Duke University. But go on. Yes.
1: Yeah. And uh, I was going to let people know that... uh, you're uh, uh, an investigator and an author of of many books, and your uh, knowledge is is vast and firsthand, it's not hearsay, covering areas such as directed energy, neurological weapons, psychological, and information warfare, uh, and, and these sort of things, and that you've worked in business, and in government, and technology consulting, like the Fortune 500 companies, like Oracle, uh, BEA Systems, HP, BBN, and you serve as a professor at a college and you work with the Department of Defense. You've written artificial intelligence code to track the Soviet nuclear submarine fleets and uh, come up with a passive and active acoustical arrays that's been uh, to... Uh, secret N.A., or you have actually visited or been to N.A.T.A. Naval underground bases in Europe and you're an independent investigator. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've
3: got a lot more since then, but all, right. <laughs> all those things are true. Yes. Um, and, you know, I was uh, I kind of I feel the the reason I my dog in this race is that I feel guilty that I'm partially responsible for what's going on. And I was a young scientist, and you know they recruit us pretty early on; they have their eye on us, and. uh, I thought I was a patriot, doing the right thing for my country, and, and plus I got to work on some very high-end, cool technology. Sure, I couldn't talk about it to the general public, but uh, soon after, I, you know, my eyes were open. I call it the Great Awakening. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm considered uh, treasonous by the federal government because. I consider what they're doing is treason, and that I'm the ultimate American, the real American in every way, but they have the power, and you know, they got voted in the Senate and and all the corruption that goes along with it. So that's why I say this has to be won uh, by public opinion and awareness. And then you go to the media, so I've done a lot of media. And then, then the rabbit hole goes even further, and you realize we're not a free media country by any means. And you can get the statistics from uh, from Reporters Without Borders, and we fall somewhere in the middle of the world in terms of free press. So it's another delusion uh, that we Americans have that we're the land of the free, when in fact
1: we're we're not. Um, uh, yes, do you, do you know one of, I like to call him my handler, no, he's really my friend, but uh, he's been a lot of places, and done a lot of things, and has tentacles and connections, I can, wow, anyway, he, uh, he used to tell me, be careful of illusions, delusions, magic, and things that appear one way when they're another. But before I forget, I was just barraged with email. I thought my email account was going to burn down. People wanted to know, did you have books and a website and those sort of things? And I said, I'll ask him to please explain that, if you would.
3: Oh, sure. Okay. And I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I do have two published books. Uh, I've written more and some of them, uh, just got leaked to the internet. Others, I purposely have not allowed the public to view yet. Um, right. I do not have a website, but a, a man who is, uh, in, in forced psychiatric confinement, uh, named Todd Giffen, uh, and i'm not exactly sure what he did wrong he won't tell me but i think he made uh, violent uh, threats against some senators that they wouldn't look into his case now please don't quote me on that i do not know wow. the truth of that um sure, but he's the one who uh created a website DrRobertDuncan.com. i have nothing to do with the website uh, he just collected information about me and posted it there. Uh, but my books are How, How to Tame a Demon, which is a very easy book to read. It's like uh, 99 pages. It's uh, it's a frequently asked questions book, and it's very small and short. Uh, and I used to do consulting, you know, to help people one-on-one, and I realized that there's no way I'm going to win this war if I'm wasting my time on single individuals. I must scale my message, and that's why I do radio, on uh, TV, or write books. And so I can just direct people to those uh, resources instead. The other book um, is a little bit more scientific and in-depth, and it's called Project Soul Catcher. Secrets of Cyber and Cybernetic Warfare Revealed. Um, And a lot of people don't know what cybernetics means, and it was a term coined uh, by Dr. Wiener, uh, who worked with the CIA, but it's how machines and humans and all systems can be viewed in exactly the same way. So usually when cybernetics is mentioned, we're talking cyborgs, uh, implants, computer chips, uh, or any uh, biocorrelated information that the mind understands or reacts to. Um, yeah. And so I'm trying to pass laws, uh, you know, I, and I appreciate lawyers trying to go and take that direction, but I'm certainly the wrong guy. I don't have the patience of uh, dealing with judges and uh, skeptics, you know, I've worked on this technology. And uh, so uh, I'm glad we we all are attacking this problem from a different angle and we are making headway. Um, but I think you you guys have the harder job, <laughs> frankly. I just have to write about the science and make sure that I'm not gonna be arrested by giving away national secrets. But you have to convince all these people and educate them of uh, how it, you know what's going on, how it works, what the symptoms are, um, how you could possibly prove it, and that's the beauty and why they love this so much is that it's perfect plausible deniability, and that's what the CIA is known for, and it's using all their same psychological warfare tactics. Uh, as in ultra but with a new twist. Now they can do it wirelessly to anyone and everyone. Uh, so this is being rolled out
1: and it's being scaled worldwide. Well, let me um, make a statement and ask you a question simultaneously here, almost. I uh, was fired once when I was a chief of police, which I've been a chief of police multiple times, uh, in my career, but at one time they fired me. What they called for uh, not, uh, insubordination or something along that—I can't remember what it was—but it was very, very clear that they their first priority was that I was investigating a director of another department of the city for child pedophilia and other government officials being in pedophilia. And some other things. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. If you, you know,
3: you don't want to turn into another Epstein, who the cameras just happen to be turned off, you know, outside of jail, and uh, supposedly he hung himself. You know, no, they, you can. If he had lived, he could take down all of our leaders most of them and several others you know like prince andrew and you know an entire embarrassment amongst the many of the nato countries uh so yeah you were you you were being brave i don't know that one Uh, my artificial intelligence is talking to me hold on um um, okay well
1: they they uh At first, I didn't know how to take it. Some people begin to call me a whistleblower, and I didn't know exactly how to take it because I had been trained and indoctrinated into government operations, and I was the good guy with the white hat on. Well, I I had an attorney, and I asked him, I said, am I a whistleblower? He said, hell yes, you are. He said, we're taking all the state and federal protections that's afforded a whistleblower and they're being laid upon you and that will be your protection mechanism because once something that had a good purpose is actually being used unlawfully and you have knowledge of it and you report it to your whistleblower and you're on protection. So now that don't mean somebody ain't going to shoot you between the eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. some, some, some bad guy, but, you, but you know, we want to go this way. And I said, yes, yes, okay, yeah. I am the whistleblower. So uh, that afforded me, and they had to put me back to work, reinstate me. And my attorney said, listen, the day after you go back to work, just go ahead and retire and get your retirement and get on out of there and go somewhere else. He said, because they will set you up. You know
3: yeah, that's right i mean they can do uh, a, a lot of the threats uh and we'll get into uh, what people term v 2 k because that's what the army military technology called it they pulled it off their website uh it we have about six different technologies mm-hmm. which voices in people's heads but I, I like studying the psychology of fear of what they try to make uh, the target do by trickery and uh, uh, basically harming themselves uh, just using uh, pain in words. Um, and the, a lot of it is we're gonna plant drugs in your car or we're gonna kill your family or we're gonna kill you and all this is illegal under the U.S. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, torture uh, conventions, but because we can't prove it, the the actual signal no one's been able to decrypt yet, and I'll explain in more detail while why that is such a nearly impossible test. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, but you're right and i'm glad you're such a brave man you you're doing de- and that that's that's all of us that's derek that's you that's me uh and, and everyone else who fights this is we don't do this for personal gain we do this because we know it is the right thing to do uh hey robert uh while you're while you're paused here i just
0: like to mention that our um Our ability to prove uh, government involvement just got one step closer recently with the FISA court ruling where they found that the FBI had been illegally accessing NSA records to monitor and surveil citizens, uh, American citizens, uh, without a warrant and without any reasonable suspicion of a crime or illegal activity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's really a surge, Derek. I'm glad you brought that up. There is
2: a surge of activity on the judicial front, even from the FISA court itself, which is secret usually. El Hadi is a recent ruling. That's late last year. And they ruled the watch list themselves unconstitutional. And that's one of the angles that is making it so profitable to keep people in these programs. And, you know, you put somebody in that watch list and basically they're subject to harassment wherever they go. And that's exactly what the judge said is if you're going to do that to Americans, you better get yourself a charge and a trial. Otherwise, you can't do it. We have a constitution here. People are protected from this kind of stuff.
3: Oh, OK. But I got to stop it's you right there. The
2: mean that they're going to get away with it much further. So we do need okay. to have a movement that is akin to the basic civil rights movement that occurred in the South. And I have in mind one particular judge, his name was Thurgood Marshall. Back then he was just another lawyer, and he started driving around in the South, and he's a black man, and back then that was probably not the best, safest idea. And he just stuck out and did hundreds of thousands of miles of driving from one town to the other, organizing people, giving them the confidence they needed. That was the kind of movement that was needed then to overturn that system. We're in a similar situation now. It's a system that it's meant to keep people down. We have to have these movements. We have to have these fights in the courts, in the scientific arena, and in law enforcement as well. We all need to come together and solve this problem.
3: Yes, okay. but, but again, it's the of public opinion. Uh, okay. because the- I'm sorry, go on. I'm interrupting. Go on. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I just wanted to
0: mention this real quick. Um, and the reason that it's so important is because when we say that the government is doing this and doing that, um, the first thing people ask is why would the government monitor you or follow you? Because here we have clear evidence that the government is monitoring and following citizens without probable cause. Absolutely. And it's very profitable to do it. You know, the the budget sector
2: for the black surveillance industry is exploding. It's probably one of the most profitable sectors out there. And uh, Arkin and Priest, these are two reporters for, I believe, the Washington Post, did an expose called Top Secret America. And that was about 10 years ago. And there were thousands upon thousands and thousands of new companies that are basically doing just this, surveillance of American citizens. And that is the sort of backlash, the the excess that comes from the surveillance system we set up, and now it's coming back to haunt Americans. And that has become a very profitable thing. Putting people in a 24-hour seven watch means you can have five to six people employed all the time thousands of dollars, and you don't even need a college degree. So the surveillance system in place provides the motive, its profit. And of course, testing these devices, if you can succeed in testing a a patent for a process improvement, you can rush to the patent office and get a profit that will last. So these guys are also hysterical about being the one that finds a little tiny improvement in these devices and making even more bank. So there is some tremendous incentive to basically put Americans on the hot plate, to hunt down Americans. They don't want to do this abroad. They don't want to travel to Iraq or Kurdistan where the water is terrible, you know, and the safety is a little bit less. If they can test these devices here, if they can make that money here, they'll make it here. It's just a matter of power and corruption. These things are never any different. You give power enough time, and have, you'll get corruption, and that's what's happening in this country. That's what we have right now.
3: And that's what we need to stand against and fight. Totally true. Uh, uh, I need to make one correction though, is uh, it's uh, somewhat of a fallacy to believe that this is uh, a localized little microwave oven that your neighbor and put a wave guide on and is shooting at you. Uh, This is worldwide, it can be done anywhere In the world, so they don't actually have to send agents per se uh, to these bad countries uh, to test these weapons on. Um, You know, why 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 do we need a space force? You got to start seeing the big picture. This is a total new world order, uh, global takeover. It's not just America. Of course, we're very proud Americans. But this is worldwide. We have 172 U.S. uh, military bases and 191 sovereign countries. Uh, We only have to tackle Iran, Russia, and China and North Korea, and we're done. Uh, The New World Order has won. There's no sovereign country that does not have U.S. military uh, influence and forces on it. So this is the much bigger picture than just uh, Americans being targeted. And uh, that, but it does, the way we were brought up with the Constitution and Pledge of Allegiance and stuff, we never thought it would happen here. But uh, why haven't they done anything? Why is it kept out of the news? Why Why can't, uh, so, so let's uh, say it, it, the, the secret governments, uh, such as FBI, NSA, are uh, also in CIA or behind it, DIA. Um, you, you say, well, we have to stop them. The justice system says, okay, stop. Just like the Senate and the church hearing uh, committee, Tulsa and China and North Korea, and we're done. Uh, the w- New World Order has won. There's no sovereign country that does not have U.S. military Influence and forces on it. So this is a much bigger picture than just the Americans being targeted. And uh, that, but it does the way we were brought up with the Constitution and Pledge of Allegiance and stuff. We never thought it would happen here. But uh, why have they done anything? Why is it kept out of the news? Why? Why can't uh, so, so let's let uh, say it, uh, the the secret governments uh, such you're we brought up with the Constitution and Pledge of Allegiance and stuff. We never thought it would happen here, but uh, why haven't they done anything? Why is it kept out of the news? Why why can't uh, so, so let's let uh, say it uh, the the secret governments uh, such as FBI, NSA are uh, also in CIA or behind it, DIA, um, you you say, well, we have to stop them. The justice system says, okay, stop. Just like the Senate and the church hearing uh, committee told them to stop. Well, they never did, and there's no way to enforce it. We don't have watchers over the watchers. We don't have an internal army that can stop an external army. You know, we we don't, we just, that wasn't built into the founding fathers' idea that these kind of technologies could ever exist and that there's these problems that ever, ever exist. So our justice system itself has been hacked. Uh, every time someone goes to court uh, to try to explain to the to the jury and the judges what's going on, they find a better way to discredit the, those people and for the future. So the system literally improves on itself every time someone tries to stop it. Well, we have something different
2: than we didn't have some years ago, and that's we have you, Robert. You're a... <laughs>
3: I know I'm, I'm I'm one man and I'm very busy, but yeah, you
2: are you are, but you are one man, and you are here on this show, and I have to thank you for that because most people don't understand some of the technologies involved, even to simple v two k, which is what you know forty years old, fifty years old, or more. And now we need to be able to go to court. You see, I've talked to mental health professionals who have it on their manuals that hearing voices is clear evidence of mental instability, and they throw people in a 5150 or mental evaluation. Yeah, an
3: easy way to get rid of people. It, it, it is. And, and uh, you know, I have, uh, uh, you know, I I say it often, and I hope I don't offend anyone, any experts here, but. I'm very disappointed in these the psychiatry and psychology community uh, because they just read a book, let's say the DSM manual, and that's the way it is. We the Russians used to use psychiatry and psychology as a way to get rid of their dissidents, and we have added into DSM five uh, the. Uh, uh, the statement, if you do not obey all authority, you have this kind of mental illness. But it's so sad, all these soldiers in the past who have died for our freedoms, uh, it, it turned out to be uh, not useful um, because uh, of what's going on now. They didn't actually protect our freedom, they may have delayed the totalitarian takeover, but um, is there a dog on the line? <laughs> I hear barking.
0: Um, I, I don't hear barking. I don't
3: either.
0: Oh. Um, uh-huh. uh, Robert, if, if I may, uh, in, um, you know, um, this this uh adds to your point here about our freedoms, and I think that our community was handed, I guess, recently, and that was basically when the U.S. diplomats. To Cuba and China um, uh, came forward. And then uh, Dr. Hoffer was examining physician at uh, the uh, University of Miami. And actually she actually, um, after his examination, did a press conference with the national and international press and actually stated that these diplomats were most likely attacked with microwave weapons indirect energy weapons, and that is huge for us. No,
3: it is. And you're right, and, but, but they've been debating it, and the ones who say uh, otherwise, that it's massive hysteria, uh, you know, that just upsets me, and you realize, oh, they're just social psychologists. They they don't know the details of any of these weapons or forms or tactics and and etc. And so it's been a debate, but I think the that's that. Why did it have to be a few diplomats that get attacked in Cuba or or China to bring attention to this? It's because well, happened- they don't. They don't care about the American citizens
0: at all. <laughs> right, right. It, it has to be that way. It's the only way that this issue could obtain credibility. Yeah, okay. A great I'll... point
2: that you bring up, I, you know, the other thing that happened recently is the firefighters. Uh, this was medically diagnosed, traumatic brain uh, symptoms. Uh, these guys couldn't even find their own neighborhood places where they grew up because they were so damaged by this microwave radiation coming in from cell towers that was medically evidenced and these guys went to the california legislature and got those towers removed so there is evidence coming out of the effect of these weapons and devices and we are having progress we are able to pull some people out of the fire and of course it's a hard fight but I'm grateful that we have those events because, I mean, not because of the the poor diplomats. This this kind of stuff has been going on for years. They're always yeah,
3: exactly, many many decades, yeah.
2: Absolutely, I mean the Moscow signal, the Woodpecker, all that. But- yeah,
3: yeah, I'm glad you know about those. Uh, have you heard of uh, something called Operation Northwood?
2: Northwoods. Um, I actually am going to defer to you on that, but the interesting thing is that now we're getting doctors giving us evidence. So
3: what about this Northwoods uh, what, what, what the- uh, it, it was in the 1960s, uh, right, right during Kennedy's assassination, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, the Pentagon, and the CIA decided in order for us to manipulate the american people in War, war. We're going to
1: have to attack
3: some of our own military bases, some civilian sites, and blame it on Cuban terrorists, uh, and, uh, and Kennedy rejected it and said, no way we're going to do that, um, but this is the very top of our government who was proposing this. It was a top-secret classified document, but it it got declassified. You can look it up on the internet. Um, but it, it still shows you uh, that our own government thinks that way. So, of course, I associate that a Cuban attack, if you look at the what was going on at the time, they wanted to stop trade with Cuba. and. What would look better than there's some sort of imaginary weapon that is uh, destroying brains in that country? And let's blame it on Russia or someone else. So I do not think it is far-fetched to believe our own government attacked the Cuban embassy. Uh, our Canadian
2: diplomats as well, and they're suing right now in Canada, their government, because and this is an interesting lawsuit. The diplom- hey, Ray,
1: Ray, uh, I've got several messages from people asking me to ask you to speak up a little louder, please. Okay, sorry about that.
2: Uh, yeah, just the point making was that uh, the Canadian diplomats also suffered uh it wasn't just americans but also uh you know getting into other countries now that could have just been like you say the complexity of that particular industry but at the same time these guys are suing their government they're saying you could you should have protected us you have a duty to inform us
3: yeah
2: that's your job to protect us from this and you didn't Mm.
3: But a lawyer, you a duty to protect is an interesting angle to pursue oh, okay but you're a lawyer i'm not i i really know very little about law but i i know god was um you can't sue the u.s government for more than a hundred thousand dollars even if you could prove they destroyed your life with multi-million dollar potential uh no, so what like, are you sure about that? Because I've read it in several different places. Okay. Okay. Good.
1: Well, I I want to ask you uh, a question that a lot of people ask me, and there's I know the reason why, but did you know Dr. Fred Bell? Uh, I. I didn't know him personally, but I do know who he
3: is. And didn't he die of a heart attack right after he gave an interview?
1: Yeah, he gave an an interview to conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura. He was supposedly in good health in his 50s, went to the motel and just got off dead. Yeah, some people
3: warned me when I I did an interview with uh, Jesse Ventura. They, they warned me, well, you know, protect your heart, put tinfoil over it or something, because of the bread bell.
2: What do you think, Robert, would a tinfoil do it or not?
3: <laughs> no. No, it well, won't, because the whole body is an electrical system, and some of the higher-end technologies, it actually gets into quantum physics of electron spin resonance, uh, and... Uh, uh, literally, they've turned the Earth under its own magnetic field, static magnetic field, into a magnetic resonance imaging machine. Now you can do the reverse and send electrical pulses to that particular target. And I, what I like to do is use the analogy. We can see the very end of the universe with these satellites from NASA. Imagine they're just pointed back at us. And so we are stars. We are stars in this play. We can read the body electrical signals or uh, influence them, but they have to be biocorrelated. And there are many technologies which can do it, um, so let's go through. Uh, let's start talking about uh, how about the voice to skull stuff. Now, there's, you 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 guys uh, love talking about the what's called the microwave, the Frey microwave hearing effect, discovered in the 60s. Um, and someone standing in front of a radar noticed clicking sounds, and that's also uh, he, another guy had a candy bar in his pocket. And that's where the microwave oven came from. Uh, It melted it. And uh, anyway, then they discovered, wow, with this clicking sound, with microwaves or radio frequencies, remember, it's just a spectrum and humans classify things into subgroups, but it's a continuous spectrum. Uh, And so they're like, wow, we could use this to send messages to spies without them having any sort of... uh, mechanical or electrical device to have to decipher this, we'll just use Morse code. So in the CIA documentation, they call it the Morse code uh human experiment experiment. Um but obviously we 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 got much further that we could transmit voices. There's a Dr. Lynn from the University of Chicago uh who's done a lot of research in it in his book. He has one on all, you know, on the exact biochemistry and physics of uh, how the human uh, human can hear radio or microwave uh, uh, energies, um, but he will not talk about how the government might be using it. He's very smart. He wants to keep his professorship and get grand from the you know department of defense uh so he he won't say out loud that yes you could obviously transmit voices this way um (laughs) but that's only one now let's look at the recent mit innovation and i and i i have to chuckle because anytime the public cares about a new invention from mit or Other age, uh, other universities. It's because they were allowed to reinvent the wheel. We have done this uh, in the military labs at least 30 to 60 years earlier. Um, But then we say, okay, it's ripe. It's time. Uh, We've tested it out. We use it for all its benefit. now, the public can know about it, and they recently did the laser heterodyning effect uh, to the ears, so people can hear uh, whispers by lasers, and lasers can travel incredibly long distances. Um, but again, that, that's something different. Uh, we have the, uh, the the other kind of energies, the sonic energies, which are pressure waves. But using a phased array, we can direct the sound very specifically to an individual at a very long distance, um, which is fun. And they did it uh, as a billboard in New York City for a spooky movie. I can't remember what the movie was called. Uh, And you walk down this alley and all of a sudden in a certain area, it says, this is not your imagination, I am here, I am talking to you, but you can't figure out where the sound is coming from. And it was actually from a, a distant billboard using this uh, directed sonic energy. Um, what I study is the most complex of them all, uh, and that's uh, using the audio cortex Uh, brain-to-brain interfacing, or brain-to-artificial a uh, intelligence computer, back-to-brain interfacing technologies. And that requires a, a, a longer amount of time for the brains to learn their own language. And so it's literally an encrypted language between two brains in the audio cortex. And that's what makes it so difficult to capture, decipher. I mean, it's a sp- perfect spy tool because that means your enemy, if they wanted to see what kind of messages were being sent to your foreign spies, or, or, or you know, here in the U.S., people used to shoot up schools to take away gun rights or whatever the pol- political purposes. It makes it incredibly difficult for law enforcement to ever prove uh, because the technology is so advanced. Well, well that's
0: really the issue, Robert. Because um, we do have a uh, we do have a little bit of uh, foundational information uh, to start, and that is basically that we know that the, t- the technology all came from whatever went
3: from after that, but it all basically came from government research. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they, they, they make sure, um, so hacking the human mind, I mean, obviously interrogation. Well, what if you have a resistant, uh, you know, uh, person? Well, if you need immediate information, we call it uh, enhanced interrogation, waterboarding. But I actually know all the real torture methods they do. And they have to make they have to sweeten it for the public, uh, just so they don't think we're the most evil country in the world. But it uh, it, it goes far worse than just uh, fear of suffocation from water of what we do. And they they don't want they, we have to maintain that soft moral power of you no know, we're the good guys. But uh, I assure you, we are the best at everything. <laughs>
2: and that includes torture. <laughs> that's an interesting Well, point, you know, and uh, the thing is... Uh, to- uh, with that billboard, you know, that's one of the issues that I've been looking at. The, com- the, the technology has kind of trickled down, and it's now in commercial use. So let's- well,
3: some, some of them know, are, yeah.
2: Yeah. We have to get people over the hump on the idea that this is secret. If, if, a, if a billboard can use it, and let's say Woody Norris of San Diego... He's got those devices up there. I mean, basically, this is just over-the-shelf technology, and we can keep people from a mental evaluation. We can keep people from going insane. We can protect American citizens by basically proving up what these technologies do and using that kind of veracity in court. That's the kind of thing that we need to be able to do. Otherwise, people are just like big, fat piñatas. You know, They get enough life insurance policies on them or whatever, and then somebody comes around and unhinges them, throws them in a rubber lockup, and they don't know, they don't know, they don't even know how it happened. And that's what I'm trying to prevent by getting that kind of technology, at least the commercial Mm -hmm. elements. Yeah,
3: okay, the commercial element, absolutely you can do. But what, you know, I always play the devil's advocate. If I were, I don't know, just a judge who didn't want to believe any of this existed, I would say, well, then, Why don't they put uh, earplugs in? Why doesn't that stop the buses? And so then you get into the higher-end technologies. And then the only way the judge is going to believe you, assuming he even has any power to stop secret government, deep state, FISA, you don't even get a jury trial, so you don't even know why you're you're being judged. you, you would have to do it to him and then as soon as you do it to the judge well now you're the criminal so it's kind of a loose I situation <laughs> I think, to make I them believe
2: you have to we've do it we've doesn't. got a trickle down effect we've got a trickle down effect people are using this technology to get a leg up in business to unhinge their competitors to their we've got a real trickle down effect i mean people are building
3: basically Backyard microwave weapons. Right. And okay. well, there. That may be true, but here, I'm going to play devil's advocate. This, well. techn- this technology is considered more dangerous and powerful than nuclear weapons. Do we allow the average citizen to build and purify nuclear material in their backyard? I mean, it has happened. Um... But no, this is this is only government. Uh, yeah, this, the, the other technologies you mentioned, sure, sure criminal or devious businessman, et cetera, can use those, but not the really high-end stuff, which you cannot block. And that is considered a, a weapon of mass mind destruction. I call it what's going on now in the world. Uh, a a menticide holocaust because it blows my mind, yes.
0: Now, you know, in relation to your point that you just made here, uh, I would like to mention that there is one case that I witnessed myself where um, a child was able to prove actually in a court of law that... Who are you going to mention? Which one? James? No, 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 not him. Okay. Uh, this, this is Kathleen Watson's case, where she was actually able to prove to the judge, the judge actually believed this, um, because she had okay. a with her, and that was okay. Levi um, was helping her. He was able to prove to the judge conventionally that microwaved energy was coming from the defendant's house to her house. Offered okay.
3: the case for her, but the judge believed her. He believed no, no, her. But you're using two different words now. Uh, you're using proved versus made someone believe. Now, you can, and of course, that's what law is about in judging, is you just got to make the judge or the jury believe. Now, that's fine, but that's different than proof in my opinion, as a scientist.
0: Well, they, you have to, to get you have somebody to... off of that program, to be honest with you. There are cases that
2: cannot be proven, obviously, because it's difficult to triangulate some of these signals and whatnot, but some of them can be. The low-grade stuff, been out there in the commercial world, there's
3: meters, there's triangulation frequencies, there's... Mic- yeah, okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you that. Now, look, Derek, let me ask you again. Uh, so she won the case.
0: Barbara, no, she, to... she didn't win the case. What I'm saying is she was able to prove her point to the judge. The judge was able to believe her.
3: Okay, but why didn't she win then? I don't understand.
0: Well, for other reasons, she, she was trying to get a restraining order and uh, she had to prove a certain, uh, well, she had to prove that she was being harassed and she wasn't able to it.
3: Was, what she presented. Okay. With right. Yeah, yeah. You're not able to prove the whole thing. So let's say the best case scenario, she was able to make that guy, they triangulated the energy that was, uh, uh, you know, pinpointing her location and her domain, take down his uh, satellite dish or however he was doing it. Right. No,
0: but exactly. What the satellite dish that the technician were, explained to the judge was was the weapon that he was using to uh, to beam microwaves to, uh, to Catherine's house. So the judge, it, he presented a logical case and the judge believed him.
3: Okay, but, but then of course, then they take down the satellite dish, but I'm going to just make a educated guess here for how long I've studied this. Her symptoms didn't go away once she took down the dish. Uh No, they didn't. Yeah. Well, that,
0: that, that's the other
3: aspect of
2: this is the, the fear and intimidation aspect works in tandem. So let's say they're running yes. this program and somebody gets conscious of it.
0: I call it. Uh, it's.
2: Somebody is just kind of maybe a whistleblower or a truth teller, or whatever it may be. And the person is not only aware of the use of devices, but they're also being intimidated through gang stalking. And this is basically a Cointel Pro kind of left
3: hook. That's right. This has been a tactic, yeah. this, the organized stalking. It was written uh, about a, a book. I forget the author's name, but it was the. Uh, um, confessions of an NSA economic hitman, and he explained how our government and these agencies, even overseas even, in order to make business deals, make sure American companies uh, get the best deal, and the governments and everything else in terms of tariffs, will purposely stalk and intimidate the uh, deciders the leaders of other countries that we're always watching you, we're always here. You never know, we might kill you or your family. And it's just an intimidation tactic. And they're using the COINTELPRO uh, technique now on on the on Americans and targeted individuals. Um they are not trying to be sly like the FBI. Let's say the FBI is trying to uh find some drug, mafia, crime network. Uh, Well, they wanna keep their heads low, unmarked cars, stuff like that. But no, that's not what these people are doing. They want you to know they're there. It's an intimidation factor, but you can't prove it because it's organized. And uh, according to stalking laws and obviously the policing force, we need to know a name. We need one person who's stalking you, but not if it's organized. That, that, <laughs> you that, can't that, believe it. That's where a
2: program that utilizes multiple people in the community, including that application that you're
3: writing, Robert. That's yes, right I up. know.
2: You can create yeah. a map. You can have these perpetrators are making money. This is a, basically a low-grade profession. I mean, I'm sure it's got its uses. But I'm also seeing it used against law-abiding Americans who are terrified. They get four or five cars blocking their egress and their ingress. Same people. Uh, They go to the store at 3 o'clock. They go to the gym at 6 o'clock. Same people.
0: Now, I know the
2: laws on stalking, and I can say for a fact that those people would receive a restraining order, and they may actually be convicted under the the civil statute here in California, Civil Code 1708.7. So there are ways to do it, but people have to stand up and be courageous and not be afraid because the fear, yes,
3: fear people is people what can all so humans. That's what we, of have that. To
2: prevent. we have to prevent the fear from paralyzing people and keeping them silent. And if we can do that as a group, and I include your application and I welcome that you release that, that's what we need exactly to overcome the fear, to take action and stand up as citizens. Very well spoken.
1: Yes, I'd like to ask you a, a, a question. This is Chief Jones here again. Uh, do you, and I would assume, but I shouldn't assume, that you understand the echo chamber theology? Yes, I do, and I've studied
3: it quite a bit. And uh, we all we're all under an echo chamber. I don't care what country, what. Religion, what the uh, political group you belong to, but we we accidentally create echo chambers uh, around ourselves. Yes, which wow, amplifies so- the effect of paranoia in the TI uh, support groups. Uh, and you know, so I always I would tell people, if you read my book, How to Tame a Demon, uh, it's uh, it gives you all the options of how you're going to proceed, uh, if you're going to be brave and face it head on, or you want to live a normal life, what you must do. Um, and I, and I, I just lay out the options. But yes, echo chambers, I very much understand. But. Well, I would say, like. Let's just say, and it
1: becomes on topic. I bringing it. Up. If you're believing the Second Amendment, the right to be yourself, hunt, etc., yes. you know, and you've got a wife, a children, and they hear the things that you say that are positive, then maybe even if they were neutral, then they hear it. The and they say, that doesn't make sense.
0: So mm-hmm. you're,
1: you're just in your home. But now if you go to the town square and you start talking to four or five, then they're back to you. They, Recording started.
3: you'll um, come back to your